for all those who couldn't translate that, because, you know, I'm his dad, so I know what he's saying. He said, we sold the van because we're growing. Come to One Seed Church. And then his brother said, invite a friend. And then his little sister said, invite a friend. Taz and Tazette, that's their nicknames. If you guys knew them a little better, you'd know why we call them that. But yeah, we're growing. We got, a, we got our third vehicle already. Uh, we went through two. Uh, thank the Lord. But uh, we're getting our new trailer back next week. Only had 200 and something dollars in damage from our accident. That's a, pretty good, that's a pretty good turnout. The Lord is blessing us. And we'll be into our new trailer next week and back into our, our new flow with our setup. So we're excited. God still provides. Amen? So it's Labor Day weekend. And uh, we don't usually like to go places because it's busy but we like to go stay at a condo at the lake sometimes and we go to the same place and we decided to go after church we're going down to the lake and hang out till wednesday then we're coming to the small group seven o'clock don't miss it sean and corey gwaltney are going to teach on marriage it's not too late to join if you want to contact us after church or or let sean know or go to one slash small group it's that easy we want, we want you to be there. We want you to invite your friends. But we're going to the lake, and it, we, we, we go to the same spot frequently. And a few times ago, maybe it was last time, I don't remember, it rained. And it rained some more. Well, it rained the whole trip, really. I, I think till the, like the seventh day or something, I don't know. It stopped raining. And the rain was so strong, I'm not kidding, it became a, a flood. And it started washing out all the all the condos were fine but the one we were staying in it washed out all the landscape all the fill rock all underneath the sidewalk and it took it all the way to the edge of the water through the lawn of the backyard of the complex all the way to the water's edge it took all this rock just barrels and barrels of rock i mean hundreds and hundreds maybe thousands of pounds in the end it was everywhere in the pressure of this rock was so, of this water was so intense that it just wouldn't stop. And so after a day, we're like, okay, that was a bad rain. Well, usually the sun comes out by the next day. And it didn't. More rain came. So after the first day, you're a little tired of it. By the second day, it starts messing with your head. You're like, okay, there's nothing left to wash out. There's nothing left it can wash out. We, we got it. We, we're, we're saturated. Our thirst has been quenched. Now let's, let's get some sunshine. But that's not what happened. It kept raining, and we're sitting on the deck in the rocking chair. Me and Kaylee can't go out in the water, can't do nothing. We're just... And she's scared, so she runs inside, even though Daddy's right there. She didn't like the thunder and all that. More rain. More rain. The water just kept coming, and the power of the force of the water was so intense it just took everything with it, and it started messing with your head where you just like, man, can we get some sunlight for an hour? So hopefully this weekend will be different. I think the weather should hold out, but we'll see. But it's kind of like our life. In different seasons, parts of our life get altered by waters deeper than we can tread. It's like a flood that is so heavy, it cleanses the parts of our life we actually want out and possibly need out, but it also takes the parts that we prefer to keep sometimes. It just takes everything when it just keeps coming. We often believe the enemy has created the storm that has brought along rains that have wiped away, wiped away more than we can imagine. But could it be God himself who sent the water? 
you may not realize you're in need of a fresh start and that you may be in deeper than you planned. The source of your pain may actually be the one providing your solution. If we go to Genesis chapter 7, verse 1 through 12, you guys ever heard of that? It was like a boat. They, what they built, they built like a boat or something in the Bible. Anybody know what they built? Anybody? Come on, help me out. I don't know the Bible too well. Did they build a boat or something? An ark? They, yeah, it was kind of big, right? Like, I don't know where he stored that thing. It's a big boat. There, there was an ark in, in Noah. And we know about the story of the flood. I'm just kind of teasing. And it wiped out the earth intensely. And it never rained before. But this is by the time Noah has built the boat. And God has commanded him now to get on the boat. Because we're about to see some water. And he took, you know, he needed to sustain the flood. God told him, here's what you need to sustain the flood. If we go to verse 1 in chapter 7, it says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark and all of your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You're faithful, is what he's saying. You shall take with you seven of each, every clean animal, a male and a female, two of each animals that are unclean, a male and his female. Also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things. Everybody say, all that I have made. That's serious. And Noah did it according to the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old. He was no spring chicken. He had built a boat, and now he had fallen the Lord's command to get on this boat and do what he said. But he was 600 years old, and I lost my spot in the verse. Wow, I've never done this. Here it is, verse 6. Noah was 600 years old when the flooders were on the earth. So Noah with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. So it started flooding. Of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two, they went up into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. And in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened and the rain was on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I thought it was bad for like two or three intense days or a week, but can you imagine 40 days and 40 nights? I don't know, what's the, what's the place in Kentucky, the ark we went to? What's it called? The Ark Encounter, that's a creative name. I don't know if you've ever seen an ark before, but it's not like, it's not like a speedboat. It's like, it's like a massive football field. And so, you know, back in the day, if I had seen this guy building an ark, I'd probably have some questions. I probably would have paid attention. Even if I thought he was crazy, I might have paid attention because there was so much work involved. But you see, the world may doubt the waters of God, but he has commanded you to build 
an ark. The world may doubt the waters of God, but he has commanded us as creations in Christ to build our ark. The title of this sermon is Flash Flood. It's a flash flood. There's a flood coming, and if you're not prepared for the flood, it's going to beat you up a little bit. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take you over like a, like a truck crashing into a streetlight. It's going gonna, it's gonna to mess with you. And the world didn't believe Noah. They just wanted to live in drought. It had never rained before. They didn't, they didn't get it. See, how many know sometimes, we, because we don't know what God can do, we just think he won't. We don't know how he's going to do it, so we just think he won't. Well, I don't know what rain is, and this guy's talking about rain, and so I just don't think that's going to happen because I've never seen it. Well, that's what faith is. If we had seen it, we wouldn't need the faith. But they had never seen it, so they doubted. They just decided to stay in a drought. It was familiar. Again, this guy's building a boat the size of a football field. It would be a little concerning, but they just laughed at him, thought he was some wacky 600-year-old. 600 600-year-old. It's a mouthful. Some of you might not know, but after the flood, everybody's ages dropped because the world was tropical and the flood broke the canopy upon the earth that protected the ozone is what we think as modern Christians. So he was old, but that was kind of normal back then, before the flood. Man had never seen rain. Why believe? What was needed was never witnessed. So sometimes we don't know we need something because we've never witnessed it before. We've never known God needed to give us something better because we've never seen it, so we never even know we needed it to begin with. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't witnessed. And doubt keeps you in the drought. He's just a crazy old man. That, that boat's just for looks. I'm kind of wondering where he's going to store that thing, what kind of boat slip he's got for that thing, what are the taxes going to be like on that thing. Where do you store that thing, man? The Lord is my shepherd, and it's going to flood soon. You're crazy. 600 years old, building a boat to that detail. Maybe, maybe there was more to it, but the world couldn't see it because they had never experienced what was about to happen. It's, it's kind of like us. We like to gel with God, but we walk the fine line, and when it becomes a little bit out of our drought zone, we don't want to go there. We do things our way. We get the warning signs, but they don't really go with what I want. So I'm just going to say that's not of God. I'm going to spiritualize the things that I think are of God when it matches what I want, and I'm going to say it's not God's will when it doesn't agree with what I want. That's not faithfulness. That's changing the word to fit your criteria. It's like my children. We got these steps, and every kid has fallen down these steps. And by the fourth one, I know what's going to happen if they do certain things. I know they're going to fall. I don't even get nervous anymore because I know how to run over and catch them. Even though the first kid, I, you know, I freaked out when he was just bouncing down the steps like a ping pong. So Kaylee, our youngest, she was in the video. She was the cute little three-year-old. Bring a friend. She decides she's going to lay on the step Why her, her siblings are up and down the steps. And I know it's not going to end good. Kaylee, get off the steps. You're going to get hurt. Guys, don't play on the steps. You're going to get hurt. Whatever, Dad. You don't know anything. See, they don't, they, don't, they don't know what could happen because they've only had certain things happen. If it's beyond what they've experienced, they rule it out. Well, lo and behold, one of the older kids steps on her head coming down the steps. Steps right on her melon. Flat. She screams, cries. Tried to warn you. 
I tried to warn you, but you insisted to do it your way because you never had your little head stepped on, peanut, but your little peanut head got stepped on today, so now you know next time not to lay on the steps. It's, it's kind of silly, right? But it's kind of true, and it's the same thing with adults. It's just bigger and, th bigger and more you know, expensive things that we still do the same like, way of thinking. Like crashing cars. I, I, I didn't think, I'll never, I'll never have that happen. I never foresaw it happening because it's never happened until it did. Now I know it can happen. So I think differently from it. But that's just the way of our, our thinking. We, we tend to stay in the drought because we don't know that maybe we're thirsty. That maybe we need cleansing, washing, contamination pushed out of our life. Maybe some of you are avoiding building your ark because you're fearful of what it may bring. Again, the waters bring good, and they also put a little pressure on you. And they may take things away from you that you want to keep if you're not ready for them. And if you're not really ready to go all in for God, you'd rather just kind of keep them at a distance. You know, I'll come to church here and there. I'll watch it online. I'm going to keep my distance, but I'm not going to go all in because I don't know what that boat will do once it's on those open waters. It's fear. And the devil wants to make you fearful. He wants to tell you that God can't do nothing good for you, that this is just a big show, and that, that, that the churches are money-grubbing thieves that just want to take your money and do what with? I don't know. I guess buy nice cars? I don't know. That's what the devil wants to tell you. He doesn't want you to, to study the Bible. He doesn't want you to receive the Spirit of God in your life. He doesn't want you to walk towards righteousness. So he will tell you, just stay in the drought. You don't need the water. You don't need to build an ark. There's no flood coming. That's ridiculous. He's 600 years old. Do you really think there's a flood coming if a 600-year-old told you so? Come on. Ain't no floods around here. We don't even get rain. Some of us won't get on the ark because our friends won't and our family won't. It's hard to confront your family when they won't get on the ark. But what's doing more damage? Not showing them that they need to be on the ark or staying with them and you all should perish. Be a light and they shall, shall follow. Pray for them. Build your ark. The world may doubt the waters of God, but he has commanded you to build an ark. I've never seen rain before. I'm not going to spend a year or whatever it was building this massive boat, getting, from, getting trees from all over the United States to have enough wood to build this thing. And I don't think it's really going to happen. It's like insurance. I'm not going to really use that thing. I'll never use the insurance I'm paying for. The flood's not really going to happen, so why bother? We're gambling our life. We're not willing to build and get on our ark. We're praying God will deliver what we want, but we don't want what we need. Maybe we need a washout. Maybe the drought is our poison. Maybe it's our place of doubt where we're dying slowly, and God has to wash it out. He has to wash out the damage from your past that you can't let go of because it's stuck to you, because there's nothing to detach it. There's nothing to wrench you free to get a fresh start. And when you're not willing to build your ark, the water's coming either way, God says. You're either going to sink or swim. That's what happened. He wiped out the earth, and Noah was the only one 
who paid attention. It's no different today because we're distracted with technology and all the things of the world. It doesn't change that God's plan is the same. It's still coming to fruition. There will be an end sometime. That's why every day matters. We need a washout. We need a washout, and I don't want to wash out. I want to go out on the water and play on the lake, but it won't stop raining, and it's starting, it's starting to affect me a little bit. They're just so heavy, and I didn't build my boat like God said, and now, now I'm losing stuff, and I don't know if I can swim this good. I'm not the best swimmer anyway. If you're like, you know, it's kind of like my kids, they're trying to doggy paddle, and if you take Colton, he's trying to doggy paddle, and you take your hand off his stomach, bloop, right underwater. I got it, Dad. I got it, Dad. You know, he's doing, he's, and then I take my hand away and he's sink. You don't have it, bud. Taz, if you keep your head above water, that's how you're going to survive. But if you can't keep your head above the water, you're not going to survive from the washout because it's too much, too fast, too high volume. Let me give you an example. You heard a phrase, when it rains, it pours. Well, when one of your family suffers, you're going to suffer if you care about that person. When they go through a trial, you're going to go through a trial. When you go through a trial, I'm going to go through a trial. When I go through a trial, you're going to go through a trial. You're going to go through a trial. It's everybody. Suffers. It becomes a thing that takes away your, your edge of confidence, and it starts bearing down on you. And now I'm going to be a little cranky pants around you because I'm stressed about their problems, see, because I care about them, so now it's affecting me. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't affect me, but it does. It affects everybody in the family because we're one. Family matters. Remember Pastor Irk last week? Who, who liked Pastor Irk? He was a little, I know he's kind of off his rocker a bit, but you guys enjoy Pastor Irk last week? Come on. He came from Newark, New Jersey, for, for goodness sake, in a van. I mean, that's a long ways. That's what he said. He was a little chicken to come out here. Thank you, Nick, for help shoving him out onto the stage. We, sometimes you just got to push. God has to push, and they had to push Irk out on the stage because he, he was a little nervous. Anyway. We got a washout in our family, and it just won't stop. The water won't stop. Every time, boom, something else comes, pushes me back under. It won't stop, and it affects everyone. And I'm sorry, but you are drowning if you don't know it. If you didn't build your ark, you're drowning in that water slowly. He's taking the good with the bad. The water is too intense. He didn't want you, he's not wanting you to drown. He wanted you to build an ark, but no one is listening. When the boat was time to hit the water, no one built their boat. They're standing on the shore going, well, it, it rain? What's that? We pray for God's will. How many do this? We pray for God's will. God, show me. Show me. I want this, but God, show me. Okay, boom, 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 boom. Bad things, bad things, bad things, bad things, bad. Well, that's just, that's just not it. That's not God because I want this. Maybe God is trying to show you sometimes with a little washout that it's not what you should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Does anybody, can anybody relate to what I'm saying? Is this connecting? I'm preaching to myself here. I think I want it a certain way, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw away all the signs God gave me because they're not in line with what I want. So I'm, I'm praying for God's will. He's showing me an answer, and I'm not paying attention because it doesn't rain here. 
It's not going to rain here. It's the same thing. The drought is my world. Even though God says, you want it? Here's some water. No, no, that's not what I want, God. I stay in a drought. Nothing changes. So sometimes that water is going to come anyway. And when it does, if you're not ready for it, the good traits start going out the window with the bad traits. You start, you start getting in depression. You start having issues coping with life because it's too much for you. You're under too much stress. So that is a sign that you have too much. You need to retract, not take on more. That is a sign of, hey, how can I drown myself more? Let me take on more. No, that's foolishness. And that's the devil trying to end you. And he will if you don't learn how to swim and listen to God when he says, build your ark. I said, build your ark. Well, I'm not capable. If I say you can build it, you can build it, son, because I'm the Lord. And I said, do it. You can do it. He was 600. I'm 39, man. I can't build no ark. I got back pain. 600? Come on now. The Lord says it. He must have been able to do it. I guess he had like a supersized ibuprofen and he probably had some stomach ulcers, you know, the NSAIDs or whatever. You shouldn't take them. They're bad on your stomach and everything. But, but you know, he's 600. Give the guy a break. He did it because the Lord ordained it. So we can too. There's no can when it comes to Christ. The washout is what we need sometimes. Who sent this flood? God or the devil? It's the devil because I don't like it. No, maybe it was the Lord because you need it. We assume the enemy causes suffering. But thank you, God, that you reprimand a child when they need reprimanding. For what kind of father doesn't reprimand his child when they need chastening, says the, the gospel. The world may doubt it the waters, but he has called you to build an ark. God has an ark in mind for each of you, but you have to build it in faith. Some of you have stood on the shores and watched the rain comes and watched it just take everything away, and you say, why, God? And he says, I asked you, I told you, build an ark. I spent a, this dude spent it like a year Pay attention, he's building an ark for like a year. It's the size of a football field. Hello. <laughs> Sounds silly, but it's true. We can't hold on to the things we want when we're trying to let God give us a fresh start. If you're not willing to let go of the contamination, God can't rinse it away and let you get a fresh start. Do you want what you want or do you want what God wants? Do you want everything God has for you or just some of it? Well, I've never seen rain before, so I don't know the good that that water can do until I've seen it. That's how it is in our Christian life. We think we have to give up, but we don't realize when we're willing to give everything up, God brings so much more than we ever knew existed. Then we look back going, man, silly. That was silliness that I was stopping my walk with the Lord because of that. Foolish. But we're not ready for that rush of water. We can't keep our heads up. And it feels like we're drowning, but good things could still be happening. The good news for us in the new covenant, contract, testament with God is that they only got one chance. They only got one flood. 
And once they missed the boat, it was too late. But we get a second chance because we get a chance to come back to the Lord after the water subsides and the dove flew out and the dove never came away. Now we got another chance. God says, I'm going to give you a chance. Anybody remember the, was it 94, the great flood of 94? 93? My dad and brother had a business, still do. And the building they're in now was underwater. Cheshfield Valley. I was a little kid. I used to play soccer down here, down here, in there. Where were we at? We're St. Charles County. <laughs> Cheshfield Valley. I used to play soccer. There was nothing. There was like a jail and a soccer park, and that was it. Tom Shaw signs everywhere. Anybody remember the Tom Shaw real estate signs? They used to be everywhere. The flood came. We got pictures. The flood, I remember as a little kid seeing it, the, the water was like within like a foot of the roof. And it's a, I don't know, it's like a 12, 15 foot roof somewhere in there. Well, they got the building right after the flood and they built a levee and it was a fresh start. It, it destroyed everything, but it gave a fresh start to Chesterfield Valley. And I don't know if any of them, anybody have been there recently, but it looks a little different than it did when I was a kid playing soccer. Now there's everything you can think of. There's like 22 shopping malls there. You can, you can find a shopping mall in every corner. It's like McDonald's. They got so many shopping malls down there. Blessed, the tax makers, taxpayers are so happy about that. And they, they, got, they got every store, they got every restaurant. You see, it multiplied. It needed a fresh start. And when it was cleansed, a new thing was created and has been booming ever since. That's, that's what God wants to do with your life. You don't want the water, but if you just take the water and build the ark, he's going to give you a new start, a new perspective, a new life. He wants to wash away that junk that you won't let go of, the stuff you think about in your sleep at night, and it bugs you and you can't sleep because it's messing with your head. He wants to rinse that away with a flash flood. He wants to get it all out. He doesn't want to leave a little bit. He wants to rinse it all out across the grass. It doesn't matter what's in the way. He's going to take all that junk and throw it into the water's edge. Like at the condo. God was protecting you with that flood. That one you don't like. He was protecting you out of love with that flood. What's best for you doesn't mean it's the most fun or pleasant sometimes. But looking back, you can be thankful. You may have missed the first ark, but God has given you a second chance. Unlike the people of Noah's day, you have a second chance. He cleaned out your clutter when he flooded your life and situation. And now you have a second chance. And the world today may doubt the waters of God, but God still calls you to build your ark. It's temporary. Jesus hung on a cross so you could have another chance to build your ark. That wasn't back then. That was a different dispensation. It was different back then. There was no salvation off the cross, redemption, atonement for sin. There wasn't the way it is in the new covenant. God says, I'm going to give you a second chance. I knew you'd fail. He knows we're going to fail. He knows we're not perfect. But he's saying, I gave you a warning. You wouldn't listen. I'm going to give you another chance. Please listen to me. There is more water coming. Build your ark. I hung on the cross for you. Yeah, that was me. 
yeah, Jesus, yeah, that was me. The spirit that dwelleth in him is the spirit that created the heavens and the earth. It is the spirit that saves you when you're drowning in that water. It moves. God wants to move in your life, but you got to get on the boat like he said. Are you going to be drowning? No cross, no second chance. How many are thankful for that? No cross. How many are thankful there's a cross that Jesus was willing to go hang on so we didn't have to? Is anybody thankful for that? Come on, let him know. I know it's quiet in here, but if you're happy that God loves you and he's willing to die for you, then let him know because he deserves all our praise and all our glory. He will restore the good things that you lost in the flood once you regain control of the waters. The good things in the second chance are only lost temporarily because he will restore. And isn't it, isn't it cool that God told Noah, hey, keep the animals. There's something after. There's something going to happen after this. He provided provision. He gave them animals to multiply because he knew the flood was only for a season. And if you endure by the ark that God said to build, you will overcome and on the other side, you will see the rainbow when the dove descends and never comes back. And he provides a supply to replenish what was lost, to replenish your chicken sandwiches. Because I guess there was some chickens on there. And as, as much as I don't like animals, I guess I would have got on the boat. I probably wouldn't have got on the boat because I would have said, sorry, Noah, I'm allergic. Because I am, especially cats. If there was cats on that boat, I'm staying on the shoreline. I ain't getting on that boat. Cats are the devil. Oh, I didn't say that. My wife had three cats when I met her. I said, is them or me? She picked me. Thank you, Jesus. I wasn't sure how that was gonna go. It was, a, it was a roll of the dice. It was kinda like my walk with Christ sometimes. It's a roll of the dice and I'm not sure how it's gonna go, but I'm faithful that it'll go the right way because I know she loves me just like I know Jesus loves me. And if I'm willing to step out and roll the dice for the Lord, I know he's got the best hand for me and that he won't leave me on the shoreline when I'm willing to step out and build that boat. He will complete one chapter of your life in seven days and he'll start another. And looking back, it's so easy to see how we, you know, how you get stanky. How many people take showers in here? Hey, people take showers? Is that still a thing? We got two people that say they take some showers. That's good. That's a little, that's creeping me out a little bit, but that's good. I know in your mind you're saying, yeah, I take one. Unless you're my, hey, Colton, the church van driver. I don't know. That might be a questionable answer. I don't know if he takes showers like he should, even though he goes up there and he says he went. He comes back, his hair is wet, but I don't know if he actually, you know, did the thing and with the soap and actually, he don't smell good. But see, he's too immature. He hasn't seen yet what being cleaned can do. Smells so good, getting a fresh start. So fresh and so, ain't nobody done any. I'm just so fresh and so fresh and so clean, clean. Outcast, anybody? Late 90s? Come on, it's appropriate music for church. Not. Anybody? Big boy? That's the dude rapping. Big boy. B-O-I. Anyway, I digress. Jesus sees our future. Jesus sees our water, even when we don't know what water is. Water's anything. He knows what we need, 
even when we don't know what that is. We don't need to know how because we know who. Could you all stand with me? I'm getting a little excited now because it's the Word of God. It just brings life. My words are spirit and they are life and they are life bearing. And when you speak it, life births, fruit is born. When you leave today and you start building your art, and building your art is like, hey, I'm gonna come to church. Hey, I'm gonna volunteer. Hey, I'm gonna pray at dinner time. Hey, I'm gonna teach my children to pray at bedtime. Hey, I'm not gonna be you know, embarrassed because, because I say, thank you, Lord, for this food in Jesus' name. A super fast prayer like I do when I'm in public because I want people to hear me, but at least I say something. I'm not gonna be embarrassed when I do that because I'm building an ark. I know, I know everybody's not gonna wanna get on my ark, but God said, build it. And so I believe if God says, build it, he'll say, hey, here's a school. Here, you started, you, yeah, 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 I want you to use that school. Okay, he said, yeah, I know the truck was total, but here's a better one, it's a four-door, it's a super crew. Look at that leg room in the back, it's incredible. Yeah, I know you thought your trailer was wrecked, but I got, I got a $200 little bill for you. That's nothing compared to what this whole thing goes for. And I got better for you, so keep building your ark. It's easy. What's there to worry about? I got a little neck pain, it'll go away. Earlier, I, I was, we were rehearsing, I did one of these. Guitar jumping, my neck hurt from a, because I had a little whiplash. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I know it doesn't make sense to you. For all you who don't know, we had a bad accident a couple weeks ago, and now we're so joyful because we're here standing just giving God praise. So now, now it's been enough time that I can look back and go, I'm good, I'm good. I'm not sad no more, because it's making me better. It's making me better, man. Some of us need a flash flood today to wash away the rubble that is contaminating you from finding joy. You live in misery? Get rid of the rubble. Take a shower. Get a rinse, a flash flood. Holy water. The Lord's water. He is the living water. You can't take that with you. You gotta let it go. But if you wanna let it go and you want a new path, then let it go and watch God provide better. Get on the boat. Touch your neighbor, tell him, get on the boat. Come on, get on the boat. Come on, get on the boat, the banana boat. Come on, little girl. I mean, I mean, Mrs. Gwaltney, come on, get on the boat. All right then. <laughs> the waters came once. Don't let them wash you away again. Because I got news. No waters can take you away when you build this ark. You know why? Because Jesus is the ark. Amen? Come on. There ain't no holes in his boat. It's not going to sink. When Christ is the vessel, you got no worries because he will provide even when it doesn't make sense even when the world thinks it's it's over and 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 they think they think oh oh see, they, they, you're selling that trailer oh church not going good huh no man you don't even know it's because we upgraded because god's doing such good things that happened to me i'd say no brother we're actually getting a bigger trailer ha ha how you like that god is doing things you thought we would fail come on it's the devil it was me yelling at the devil it just happened to be my neighbor but god bless his heart anyway i probably should have told you that story in any case Let's bow our heads. We're, we're grateful that we get to stand here. We're grateful, like Nick said, that we can let it all out. We can give it back to God. That's why we're here, because we're family. We're here to give it back to God together. When one of us is weak, the others lift us up. When we need each other, out of two or three, my word shall be established. There I am in the midst. 
is collective. The word is collective. The body of Christ is collective. We are the arms and feet. If we could bow our head, Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for freedom to be here, to celebrate your love, your faithfulness, your boat materials. That, that, that when you say we can do it, we don't have to worry if we can because we know we can. You won't give us anything we can't handle, even when the world says, you're crazy. We're thankful, Jesus. We know you know more than the world. We know you created the world, and we are so thankful. Touch us as we go through this Labor Day weekend. Touch us as there's a lot of commotion going on with tra traffic. Help us look out for other people, whether it be on the lake, whether it be on the road, whether it be in our life. Help us stay focused on you and be safe. In Jesus' name, if everybody could say amen.